0: Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Good evening, church. Hopefully you had a good afternoon. We're about to have a great night. Come on. I know the Cowboys are playing. I could see the jerseys. I have mine underneath, like Superman. You open it up, there's a star. <laughs> but before that, we want to get into the Word of God. If you have your Bibles, you go to 1 Kings chapter 9. 1 Kings chapter 9, we're going to read verses 4 through 7. 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 4 through 7. I always thought it was in the movies or uh, in shows where we would talk about somebody getting uh, somebody leaving a will, uh, but leaving uh, you know with conditions if you do this or that, but I didn 't know that it 's something real it's called a conditional gift. in your will, you can leave your property, your money, your whatever you have to your name, to your possession, you can pass it on through your will. But you can also put inside your will conditional or contingent gifts. And a conditional gift is stated as such. A conditional gift comes with specific conditions that are done, uh, that must be done or fulfilled to retain the gifted property or money. While a contingent gift are those where the transfer of ownership depend On a time frame of occurrence for a future event. That when you can leave your will, you can leave it with a stipulation. There was a story I was reading when I was looking this up. It said there was a a 16-year-old girl where her father passed away and left her $50,000. I'm sorry, her grandfather passed away. He had left her $50,000, but he left it in a conditional gift that if she graduated law school... By 2028, she would receive the money. And uh, there's a the whole fight. She's trying to sue her grandfather or sue those who are leaving the will to get the money sooner because she doesn't want to go to law school. How I many know it doesn't work like that? There's a, a, a way to get those, there's conditions. And as I was reading that, it came to my mind that the Bible is also filled with the word, the greatest, the biggest word in the Bible. The word if. If you do, if you hear, if you listen, if you heed, then I will do. That's what God always says. He always puts an if and then uh, I will. I've entitled this sermon, Only If. And I want to look at 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 4 through 7. If you read with me, it says, Now if you. Walk before me as your father David walked in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded you. And if you keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever. As I promised David your father saying, you shall not fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. Chapter 6, it says in verse 6, But if you or your sons at all turn from following me and do not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land which I have given them. And this house, which I have consecrated for my name, I will cast out of my sight. Israel will be a proverb and a byword among all people. Now, before I start this message, I do want to have a balance here that salvation is freely given to all. How many could say thank you, Jesus, for that? There's no way to earn salvation. There's no way to earn your way into heaven. That is freely given to us by Jesus, by the blood that he shed on the cross. I'm not talking about salvation tonight. I'm talking about reaching God's promises or God's will in your life, that there are some ifs that we must fulfill in order to receive them. I want to look at, first of all, conditional. How many have ever heard of uh, uh, the amount of promises there are in the Bible for our lives? There's a lot. The the scholars don't even agree. They say that there's about 7,000, 6,000, some say up to 8,000 promises that you can claim for your life that are written in God's word for us to claim. It's very interesting that God always puts a promise before us, something that we can attain, something that we can reach, something that's for us. But they're not automatic. They're not just there to reach as you walk. That there's things that we must do. There's ways that we must live. In our text in 1 Kings, in the New Living Translation, verse 4 says, As for you, if you will follow me with integrity and godliness... As, your, as David your father did, obeying all my commands, decrees, and regulations, then I will establish the throne of your dynasty over Israel forever. He says, if you will follow me with integrity and godliness, if you obey all my commands and decrees, then you'll have an established kingdom. There's a, a condition that we must follow. There's things that God is asking of us, That we must follow and do in order to reach those places that God has promised us to reach. I remember we were there in Merida. And Pastor Roman came to do a revival. And in that revival, I had uh, been inviting everybody. You know, when Pastor was doing a revival, I invited even cats and dogs. Everybody was invited to that revival. I wanted that place to be filled out. And the owner of our building came to our church. And he showed up. He, just, he was in the middle of the service, I think. He walked in with him, his wife, his daughter, his sister. There was a, it was a big group. They walked in. And Pastor Roman stopped the service. And he called them out. He said, yeah, you there in the purple. He was wearing a purple shirt. God told me to tell you. And he gave him this word that God was going to give him a dream. And that that dream that he had that God was going to ask him to do something specific and that if he did that specific thing that God was going to answer one of his prayers that he had for one of his children that there was something in his heart that that he had a burden for one of his kids and that God was going to answer them if he would only obey what God told him to do in the dream it was crazy it was a that revival was crazy those words that Pastor was giving and things were happening Pastor goes up prays for him and uh, the whole time, I'm there, I'm waiting. You know, wow, this is this is incredible. He started coming to our church. He started uh, uh, coming regularly. He would uh, talk to me. He would call me. He would ask for counseling. And and all this time, all I'm asking, I, I want to know. You know, hey, have you had any dreams lately? You know. In my head, I was like, God's going to, you know, he's asking him to do something big. This man owned several properties in Medina, several buildings. He, he, he owned a lot of uh, apartments and uh, houses and buildings, including the church building we were in. And I had a feeling one of those, the dream was God asking him to help us with a building, either give us one or help us with one. But it never happened. You know, I'd always ask him, hey, you know, do you have any dreams? He's like, no blackness you know i was i just fell as go to see hey here no, come to the church everybody falls asleep in church apparently just come i'll preach to you You can fall asleep right here but he never did and and I, there was a time when he stopped coming and he came back to church a couple months later and he came to me and said hey i'm having issues with my oldest son he's a drug addict and uh i had lost contact with him for years and he finally reached out but he's addicted to drugs he's on the streets and i'm trying to get him back and then he later on he's like now my daughter she's 17 years old and uh, uh she's having uh, these attacks and epileptic attacks and all this stuff and in my head i'm like wow this is these are his kids that he's praying for but he never did whatever was asked of him whatever god told him whatever did he never did it he stopped coming to church he stopped uh, answering my phone calls stopped answering texts from people from church and i wonder i still wonder to this day if god already gave him that dream and he refused to do it how many of us have been here where people get words from pastors from evangelists they get words that god's gonna do this and god's gonna do that have you ever wondered why they don't come to pass maybe you've received the word from god and you didn't see it come to pass There's certain words that I've heard that evangelists give. I've been there physically. I've been there hearing them. And they said, if you do, then God will. God is going to open the doors. God's going to bring you a wife. God's going to bring you a husband. God's going to do this. If you only continue serving God, or if you only contend in prayer, if you only, there's a, a condition there. It's in our hands. The possibility of seeing these promises come to pass. The Bible says, if you will call unto me, if you seek, you shall find. If you knock, there's things that we must do to be able to get to that next level. If you are faithful in the little, if you persevere till the end, you shall be saved. Without action, church, we are just people full of potential of what could be. But we need to be people of action so that we can stop being potential and start being useful. That there's things that are ahead of us. There's things that we can reach. There's, there's places that you want to get. We all have read the Bible. We, we come to church and, and we want the blessing of God in our marriage. We want the blessing of God in our finances. We want the blessing of God in our children's lives. We want the blessing of God upon us. But there's things that we must be doing to unlock those. Jesus used the word if- all across the New Testament. In fact, of the 574 times that it's mentioned in the New Testament, more than 80% of those were in the four Gospels when Jesus was talking. If. Jesus always put the word if in man, man's hands. In, he put the ball in our court. God is willing, God is able, only if you believe, only if you obey. Only if you're willing to leave the world. Only if you're willing to walk with me. When, when Jesus comes, he doesn't bring impossible requests. He doesn't bring impossible things that none of us can reach. Everything that God asks us to do is in our power to do. That's why we can do the natural and we ask God to do the supernatural. God will never ask you to walk on water when you can't. He only asks you to do what you can. Psalms eighty-one, eight in the New International Version says, "Hear me, my people, and I will warn you. If you would only listen to me, O Israel, if you would listen, there would be. If, if my people can hear me, I I would warn you. If you only opened, there's things that God has for you, but we must be a people of action. I want to look at secondly. There's only two choices." When we hear God, when there's promises, when there's something in front of us, when there's God's will right in front of us, there's two options we have. Number one, if you don't do it, because that's an option. You cannot do something. There's something that God gave us called free will. You can say something, right? How many parents do we have here? If you tell your children to do something, they have the option to do it or not, right? not in my house. (laughs) Well, we can spank them. You can correct them. But they have the option to do it or not. It's the same thing with God. God gives us options. We can choose not to do them. You and me, church, are here by our own will. We choose to be here. We choose to serve God. And in that, there's also our ability to choose to do right. We can also choose not to do right. We can also choose to, to turn left when God says right. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people faced with a decision or people who, who have promise upon their life, who, who have gotten words or to have a promise and, and they choose not to do it. This morning that we were up here uh, dedicating the babies, wasn't that incredible that scene this morning? I was looking. I didn't realize Pastor was was saying it. Look at all these people. And I was looking, Pastor William, you know, uh, uh, Diego and Allie, uh Justin and Dania. Like all, we grew up together. We were, I mean, I don't know about them, but I was dedicated in a conference. Pastor Ruby prayed for me, my parents, and I think Pastor Warner was there. And now I'm dedicating my daughter. That's, anyway, I don't know why I'm going there, but. That's what happens when you serve God long-term. Pastor Mitchell always used to say, you stick around, you'll get to see some interesting things. But anyway, I was going back to this because me and my wife received a word even before we were married that we were going to have a baby. And I took that word to heart. Yes, God, it's going to be... Uh, 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 he just They just told us, you know, God's going to bless you with a baby. And, and throughout our marriage, throughout... 11 years of waiting, we would receive words once in a while that God is going to give you a baby, that God is going to answer. But there was things that we had to do. I couldn't just, all right, God's going to do it and I don't do my part. There was times where my wife would say, you know what, this isn't, uh, uh, it's not going to work. Maybe God meant I'm going to have a baby but adopt one. Or I'm going to have, or we're going to take care of a kid. Or or maybe one time she came to me, I got it, I feel so relieved. I feel so, the heaviness is off me because I finally understand that word. God wants us to be spiritual parents. And I said, no, God promised us a baby. And we must remain faithful to that word. That, that there's things we must do to be aligned. We can't lose faith. We can't un- misinterpret that God gives words and promises because He will fulfill them. Church, it takes a little. For my, in my case, it took a little while, but He is faithful. I can stand here and testify. God is faithful. Can I tell you the same thing is true for your life? God is faithful. Well, how come I don't see him, Pastor? How come I haven't, how come it hasn't come to pass? How come, maybe there's things that you're not doing or things you are doing that you shouldn't, that are contingent on God answering. Only if you would listen. Only if you obey. Only if you keep your heart right. How many know it's hard to keep your heart right sometimes? You don't have to agree, but it's true. Just the simple fact of serving God and keeping your heart right is hard. But if we do, there's promises at the end of that. Malachi 2 verse 2 says, If you will not hear and if you will not take it to heart to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have cursed them already because you do not take it to heart. It says, if you will not hear, if you refuse to listen to what I'm saying, if you refuse to listen to my word, to my promptings, then I'm going to, there's a consequence to not listen to God. The second option we have is to say yes to God. How many can agree that God's grace and mercy are bigger than we understand? We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God's grace and his mercy. We need it constantly. God in his grace and mercy gives us opportunity after opportunity to say yes to him. Have you ever considered that you're getting approached or that that opportunities come around and they keep asking you the same things over and over, not because they're bothering you, but because maybe God is presenting an opportunity for you and waiting for you to say yes? Well, he messed up last time. He said, no, let me try again. God isn't like you and I. Can I say that? That you and I are very finite we're we're very limited we 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 give people one or two chances and we feel like we gave them a lot of chances right and then we cut them off hey hey i gave you a chance bro i gave you hey you're dead to me you don't have to say yes i know i'm human too but god's not like us god won't just cut you off he waits but he waits for an answer He's not just going to, all right, well, they didn't learn the lesson. Let me just, uh, I heard of a parent, you know, we're there, and he's like, I'm trying to teach my kids uh, a discipline, and uh, I'm going to give them an ice cream if they clean their room. And we're, we just, he had told me that in conversation. One time we're at his house, and I go to their room, and it's a mess. I was like, well, I guess no ice cream. And then I see the kids with ice cream. I was like, what in the world? Hey, what happened? I thought you were not going to give them ice cream. And he's like, well, you know, I gave them a talking to, and I'm giving them the ice cream so next time they want to clean the room. I was like, bro, they ain't never going to clean that room. God's not just going to give you a blessing just so, okay, well, you didn't listen this time, but let me just open these doors for you and then maybe next time you'll hear what I'm saying. No, God waits. God is just. God knows. He says, if you're faithful with the little, then I'll give you more. If you're not, then you're stuck with what you have. And even what you do have will be given to someone else. That's not God being mean. That's not God being a bad God. That's God wanting to give you opportunities. God wanting you to grow, to get closer to him. God will never ask something of you that you're not capable of doing. Can we say forgiveness? It seems so hard to forgive, but God knows you're capable. So he asks of you. He says, I'm not going to even listen to your prayers until you go and get right with that person that you're wrong with. Oh, Pastor, why are you bringing that in this sermon? Well, it's in there. Because I'm talking that forgiveness is hard. It's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to accomplish. It's a hard thing to let go, especially when they're wrong, especially when it's their fault, especially when you've done nothing wrong. But can I tell you, it's not worth holding on to if it's going to hold you back from moving forward in God. That God says, if you forgive, then I will listen. If you don't forgive, then I won't listen. I already have enough trouble getting my prayers to God. I don't need another hindrance because I refuse to do something God has told me to do. When we we say yes to God, when we do what he's asking, God begins to elevate, God begins to use. His promises begin to be fulfilled in our life. And you can testify and say God has been good, but he's only good when you have been faithful. Deuteronomy 28 verse 13 says, And I love this scripture. I've never paid attention to the ifs in it, but let's read it together. You've already read it before, but look at the ifs. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. How many say, thank you, Jesus. And you shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I commanded you today, and are careful to observe them. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command to you this day to the right or to the left or go, to, uh, or go after other gods to serve them. I've heard this scripture quoted so many times. Well, I've heard it in prayer. God, I'm not the head. I'm the tail. I, I mean... <laughs> God, I'm not the tail. I'm the head. You've said it. I'm supposed to be above, not beneath. And we claim it. But how many are following the only if you heed the commandments? Those are God's promises that he does want his people to be above. That he does want his people to be the head. He does want his people to be in a place of honor. He wants to bless you. He wants to elevate you from where you're at currently. But we must Read the ifs if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, if you are careful to observe them, if you don't turn to the left or to the right or go after other gods. Then, if you do all that, you'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be above and not beneath. You'll be in charge and not serving. I want to look at lastly here the possibilities. The great thing about serving God is that the possibilities are wide open to us. The possibilities are endless. Have you ever just stopped? I know that we are a church that moves fast pace and does all these things. But have you ever stopped to think about the people that God chooses to use for greatness? Even in our fellowship, to look at these men. We're watching the memorial stones and, and Pastor Greg is, is going through... All these men, and and God used this guy, and God used this woman, and and, and we see what God has built, even including our leaders. They used to be hippies and drug addicts, people from the streets, people that we can in our life right now look down upon, but God has chosen them to elevate them. But have you ever wondered how they got where they're at? Have you ever wondered how a leader gets to a leadership position? It's not politics, it's not favoritism, it's not because they're special, it's because they have said yes to God and say, whatever you tell me to do, God, I will do. Whatever opportunity you present, if you said, hear me, if you say, move, I'll move, if you you say, stay, I'll stay, if you say, separate, I'll separate. Whatever you say, Lord, I will do. Those are the people that God begins to elevate and move upwards. Only if, then I will. There's no fooling God. All elevation and all promotion comes from God. Nobody in leadership position was put there by favoritism. It was God wanting to use them in that place. And they got there because they said yes. Do you feel stuck? Do you feel held back? Do you feel like everyone gets blessed but you? Do you feel like God's promises aren't, aren't real for you? Or maybe you don't doubt God, but you're like, well, I just, I'll never get it. Si Diosito quiere. I heard Pastor Ruby say this one time. He goes, it's not si Diosito quiere. No, es si tu quieres. If you want, you can get it. God's willing. God's able. God's powerful. It's, it's a matter of you. Do you want it? There's some Christians that live... Uh, That song by Jay Livingston. Y'all know that song? Que será, será, será. What will be, will be. Have you heard that? They live life serving God like whatever God wants to give me, whatever God, I'm just a humble servant, I'm just a lowly worm that that, did whatever God get, the crumbs that fall off the table. But can I tell you that God has designed His salvation, His walk with Him, that we can ask, we can, we can go before boldly before the throne of grace and say, "God, I want. The promises that He gave are not just for some people, they're for all His people. You just got to make sure that you're following what God has asked you to. What has God asked you that you've been unwilling to give up? That you're fighting? that you're pushing back that you're saying no that's man no that's uh, uh, th- that's legalism that's whatever god is asking of you i'm here to tell you that if you do it god is at the end of that the blessings at the end of that it may, it may be something God is asking you to let go. God is asking you to step away from. God is asking you to get involved in. God is asking you to be a part of. Whatever God is asking you, for everybody it's going to be different. But we all know deep inside what God is asking of us. My prayer this, mo- this, this evening is that you would go home or you'd come to this altar tonight and evaluate those things and say, God, I'm going to answer today. God, I'm going to say yes. Because you can come here and say no. Or you can go home and say no to God. But I'm telling you right now that God wants to bless you. You just have to follow in that. If God is speaking, we must hear. If God is telling you, prompting something in your heart, it doesn't matter who is stopping you. You must overcome a person telling you no, a a group of people encouraging you the opposite way. We must all evaluate because at the end of your life, can I tell you that we stand before God alone. There is no one next to us saying, God, I didn't do it because we thought it wasn't a good idea. Oh, God, you know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't really get to do that because, you know, all my friends, you know, or my group, my family. No, we stand before God alone. And God asks you, why didn't you do it? Why didn't you listen? Pastor Wayman Mitchell was quoted as saying, God waits for a man or a woman to take him at his word. That God has promised things and you say, you know what God, I'm going to take you at your word. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to answer. I'm willing to do because I know that what you're saying, what I'm seeing in other people is real and I want it for my life. And I'm willing to obey. I'm willing to put my pride aside. I'm willing to put my ego aside. I'm willing to put Anything that's standing in the way, put it aside and say, I want to say yes to God. What would be the consequences of saying yes to God? I can guarantee you they're not going to be bad. People always weigh out the consequences, the cons, and the pros. Can I tell you that doing God's will has no cons? It's all pro. There's never a safer place, or there's not a safer place, than inside of God's will. For you, for your marriage... For your finances, for your kids, and for your future. We must hear what God is saying and say yes. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 says, Now it came it shall come to pass if you Diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God and observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth and all the blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. How many can say, thank you, Jesus? We want that right there. God, I want all the blessings. I want, I've never, when I read that, I was like, what does that even mean? The blessings will overtake me. I don't know what it means, but I want it. If you obey. He says, I will give that to you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. This is what I wanted to get to. Tonight, you're here, and God is asking of you to forgive, to let go. God is asking of you to maybe separate from something or someone. God is asking you to 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 shake off that funk that you've been in for a while. That, uh, you know what? I don't know why I'm I just uh, something needs to change in your life. God is asking you to join. God is asking you to give, to do, to offer. God is asking something of you. Tonight my prayer is that you would say yes. I'll do it. It's not easy. It's not going to be something that you exactly or excited to do or want to do but i'm here to tell you that god says because you obey the voice of the lord your god these blessings will come upon you and overtake you let's claim that as ours amen let's bow our heads close our eyes this evening